So, here's what I've got planned, Susie. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about us children that uh, grew up at least part of our lives on Euclid Avenue. Okay. So, uh, that's me and you and Dorothy and Howard. Yes. Now, some of y'all uh, lived at other places before Dorothy and I came along. Yeah. And I'm wondering where those places are. Do you remember where you might have lived before? I remember two places. Before we went, moved to the Euclid house, we lived in a house, but I have no idea what part of Mobile it was in. In Mobile. It was in Mobile. I don't remember not living in Mobile. And before that, when I was small, maybe four or five, we lived up above Miss, in Miss Brown's house. We had an apartment. And it was a tall two-story house because she probably had 12-foot ceilings in her house. So, uh, Because I can remember... We now, lived, when you're talking about Miss Brown... On you, she lived not on Euclid Avenue, but the street between us and the B&H grocery store. I don't remember okay. the name of that street. Okay. But she lived on that street, and um, Granddaddy and Uncle John were roofing her house. And... While, and we lived in the apartment, the upstairs apartment, and they had a really tall uh, painter's ladder, and it just had like dowel rungs instead of flat right. rungs uh -huh. on the ladder. And they wanted a Coca-Cola, so they gave me a nickel apiece to go down to the B&H grocery store and get them each. They were those little, what, six-ounce Coca-Colas in a bottle. Yeah. And I walked up that ladder to the roof, holding onto these bottles. Oh, my. And my mother came out fairly close to where I was. And I guess we're all very fortunate that she didn't scream. Yeah. Because I probably would have fallen. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But um, I wasn't holding on. I was just walking up this ladder, taking So you say that was Uncle John and mm -hmm. our granddaddy? And granddaddy. Um, so all, all I remember is Granddaddy and Uncle John being frail. Yeah. So they were pretty stout back then? Yeah. At that, that time? Was, I would have been four or five years old. Um, yeah, they were still maybe yeah. 60s, you know, retired yeah. age, but still vital yeah. at that time. Now, Uncle John lived down the street from us on Euclid Avenue, right? Yeah, they lived down the street and across on, on the right-hand side. Now, I remember it's either Aunt Frances or Aunt... Aunt Frances. So it was Aunt Frances. Yeah, she was uh, she a was very a overweight invalid, woman and was an invalid. She had a wheelchair. Yeah. She could get from the bed to the wheelchair that I can remember. Um, their house, of course, none of us had air conditioning then. Um, and Uncle John would send in jingles to companies, and they would give prizes. Yeah. And he went down the list of all the great nieces and nephews, or nieces and nephews. And if, if he won, he, he, he put your name on it when he turned it in. So if you won, you got the prize. Yeah. And I got a baseball glove. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember what I, the jingle was for or anything? Uh, no. I, I have no... It may have been cereal. I, I'm not sure, but it was just a jingle. They, That's how they would get all these things. They didn't have to pay royalties yeah. or any of this stuff. Wow. People would... 
right in and then they had the right to use them. Yeah. But I got a baseball glove. I was not real happy with it at the time. But, <laughs> well, of course. But it came in handy. So uh, let me see if I've got some of this chronology of places we've lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after Euclid Avenue, well, we went to school at Little Flower, right? Mm-hmm. And then we moved to... Biloxi. Well, but then school-wise, didn't we move over to uh, parochials? I mean... Uh, uh, public school, uh, Woodfern or Fernwood? Fernwood. Or? No, Woodcock Elementary School. Okay. Fernwood was the one in Biloxi. Okay. Now, do you remember where Woodcock was? Yes. Because I looked from, on a map. From and I where we lived. It's not there here, um, If uh, we crossed the highway, I think that was Highway 90, but it may not have been. It may have been some other main street. Um, where the B&H grocery store was. You walked, you had to zigzag and go across that way and over, so if we lived here, it would have been there. Let's say... Three or four blocks? No, more like a mile. Oh, okay. It was a mile to... Well, I remember walking. Mm -hmm. And we walked to Woodcock, so Little Flower would have been this way. We'd have gone this way to get to Little Flower. Yeah, it was down Euclid Avenue. Yeah, you could go that way to get to it. But, but Bankhead was the cross street for Euclid, so mm-hmm. you'd have to go down Bankhead for a long time. But there were some other turns. Yeah, and then and then some. Other, there was a park near Wood Woodcock Elementary. You remember School, what the name and was? And a um, recreational area. Okay. But no, not really. And then we moved over to Biloxi, Mississippi. Yeah, that was just for a summer, right? Um. No. We we moved there in the winter or the spring because... We did go to school there. Yes. Um, when Howard would not go stand in the corner appropriately to the elderly sister who told him to, to go stand in the punished corner, as it were, and it was a room with multiple corners, more than four because of a closet or something, and he stood in every corner but the one he knew he was supposed to go to, and she slapped the fire out of him. Oh, my. And mother and daddy went to the bishop, not just to the priest, parochial priest, but they went to to have an interview with the bishop. And the bishop said Howard would have to apologize to Sister Mary Margaret or whoever she was. And mother said, well, is Sister Mary Margaret going to apologize for Howard? There's no excuse to strike a 12-year-old child. And, And he said, of course not. And she said, well, we're done here. And so we were no longer Catholic, and they went and enrolled us in Woodcock Elementary School. And so it must have happened right at the end of the school year, I would assume. But we started, I started sixth grade at Woodcock. I don't know, what grade, do you remember what grade you were I think it was first or second. First or second grade. So Woodcock Elementary School. I really liked it there because I was the belle of the ball. My my grandmother was so excited I was not going to be a, a Catholic anymore that she um, bought me dresses. I wore a different dress every day to school for a month. Wow! So I was I was the top of the walk there. <laughs> then we moved to Biloxi. I I don't know when, but we went to school in Biloxi. So I would say. Christmas time, maybe. I, I don't really remember for sure. I know that I remember Howard finished that school year living at Bud's house to go to junior high school downtown. Um, so he didn't move with us hmm. for the school year. Um, 
But we were the lowest of the low at Fernwood because our parents were on the entertainment strip. Yeah, ran and a nightclub in a, night a hotel or really, something. No, it was just a nightclub. Oh, okay. It was just a nightclub. And next door to us was a really great restaurant um, with a big parking lot, and that's where I was doing go-kart racing and ran into a, a wall. I don't know how fast I was going. I don't have to ask go-karts go, but... Hurt you? Yeah, pretty much. You know, hmm. I didn't break anything, but yeah. I was pretty scuffed up. Do you remember what the name of the nightclub was? The Gay 90s, Pink and Black. Cool. I, can, I can, can Dancers. I can remember it. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I was too young to know what was going yeah. on, but I remember yeah. some of those ladies being very nice to me, and I remember playing on the beach a lot. I rem all of the entertainers that I remember were very nice to us. Yeah. I loved going there in the mornings. Um, and because I'd walk around looking for change on the floor, <laughs> and um, we could play the jukebox free. Yeah. And then they had this machine behind the bar that made these incredibly fabulous steamed ham sandwiches that I probably wouldn't put in my mouth today. But they were like, um, you, you know, that brings back a memory. I yeah. think I remember those. Yeah, they were they were great. But they were this steamer. They were in a, a plastic, a cellophane. Yeah, yeah. And it, that you press the steam. It wouldn't mash the sandwiches flat, but it it would steam them. And they were on like a bun, not just a sandwich bread. Right. And um, so you'd tear open it. Cheese was melted. Yeah. It was hot. It was a good sandwich. You know that that brings back a memory. I sandwich. can remember it. Yeah. So then we moved back to uh, Mobile again, right? Yes. Because I remember going back to and and Daddy Daddy Woodcock. had decided he just did not have a future. He was the assistant manager of the Alabama State Docks, where all the fresh seafood came in. But the manager, the owner of this company had a son who was getting out of college or whatever, and Daddy knew he had no future there because this man would bring yeah. his son on to be management. Yeah. And somebody told Daddy he should go to work for the post office because he'd always have a job and yeah. good pay and whatever. And so he went and applied for federal service and passed the exam and went to work for the post office. Yeah. But then somebody else told him that you'd really do better to apply to work for Social Security because they paid better than the post office, but you did have to move. And so he didn't tell mama. And so he applied for uh, a job with social security. And daddy was, you know, he, he, only, he didn't finish college, but he was really smart. Oh, he's very sharp. So he, he passed all the tests with flying colors and they hired him and he came home. And I can remember this, he came home and he told mama, well, uh, I mean, he he did did tell her he was applying for this, but he didn't tell her we were gonna have to move. And so he came home and he said, "Well, uh, I got the job, and my post is in Waycross, Georgia." <laughs> and my mother said, "Way the hell across Georgia! I just won't go." <laughs> and uh, she did. But we traded a beautiful coastal city with um, transit. You know, I rode, we rode the city bus to Oh, yeah, I can remember riding the and, bus by myself. Um, we got out for Mardi Gras. It was great. Um, it, this was a, a, a small city, a uh, cosmopolitan city because it was a coastal right. town. And, and, I mean, they had Mardi Gras before New Orleans. Um, and we moved to the swamp. 
Yeah, Okie Finoki's Hall. Mm-hmm. So we lived in White Cross, Georgia. But Daddy was, again, very smart, so he got promoted every year, and it was always in October. So we lived there from one October to the next October. So I did not get to play the lead in Oklahoma, which would have changed my life, I'm sure, Right. in the um, eighth grade. And then we went to uh, Way Cross, Georgia, and stayed a year. And, you know, you just begin to get comfortable. And then we moved to LaGrange, Georgia. Right. And um, we lived on El Jose Street in Do you Waycross. remember this? Oh, okay. That was in Waycross. In Waycross. Um, and it was not far from the school. And we had Cuban refugees neighbors, which really changed my life because I could not understand the teenage boy talking to Howard, who had been taking Spanish in school, and the teenage girl that was sitting in the back seat of the car with me because we were taking her uncle his dinner at the hospital. And they both laughed, and she went, (gasps) and I knew something was going on, and I couldn't understand, and I thought, I'll fix that. I'll take this language next year. Yeah. So my whole entire career was built on a dirty joke because <laughs> they had told each other a dirty joke. I never did learn what it was. Well, now, did you uh, have friends that were uh, Cuban-Americans that you spoke Spanish with at that time, or you just learned no, it No, I just, I just started learning it then. But Howard learned it from friends. He, no, he learned it in school. He oh, was taking okay. Spanish in school. And um, so then we moved to... Uh, Nashville, and we lived, after we lived in LaGrange, we lived on Windsor Avenue, and that was a really nice little town, and that was one of my um, pivotal moments, because it seemed so wonderful, and it and it was wonderful for children, it was a wonderful place for children, had a small Methodist college, and the Callaway family built the college, a beautiful sports venue for a, fo- a football stadium, and the two high schools, the city high school and the county high school, got to play their football games there, and that was lovely. We had a wonderful downtown teen center that was very eclectic. You, your daddy could be in management at the mill or a city employee or um, a janitor, and all the teenagers, I did not see any discriminatory activity towards other teenagers by socioeconomic standards, but of course there were no black children there because things were not segregated at that time. And I thought everything was wonderful until I went home with one of my friends who worked for the mill to the mill town where they lived, and I was devastated at the poverty that these people lived in. Wow. So that this family that was so wonderful, the Callaways, could so kindly give us a town swimming pool, kind of like the sports com in Murfreesboro, and the little stadium with the lights and all that. And and they were perceived as being so good. And I thought, these people are evil to make all of these people that work for them live in poverty. Mm-hmm. I mean, abject poverty in this mill town. It was terrible. It was just really terrible. But then after we lived in LaGrange, we moved to Nashville. And we came to Nashville in the fall. Of course, we always moved in October. And coming over Mont Eagle Mountain was an incredibly beautiful event. I had never seen the trees change colors like that. We had been in Stevenson 
I'm sure, in the fall at some point. But uh, there was something about going over Mount Eagle Mountain. Then the water flowed right. from the um, the inner little creeks down the mountainsides, and um, the trees were just glorious. And that was Highway 41 back then. And that was Highway 41 up the the old one, both lanes of traffic going on the same road. And um, we we bypassed Murfreesboro, went straight on to Nashville. And we went to, I went to Glencliff High School. And I, I went to Glencliff Junior High. Junior High. And um, I hated it. I moved from this smaller town with, I think there were 500 kids in the K through 12, or one through 12 school. And there were like 2,000 students at Glencliff and I was very unhappy. But my English class, I could sit and look out, and it was on the second story into this glorious golden red tree, and it was just very soothing yeah. to my soul. I, I remember uh, an opposite experience because at Glencliff Junior High in the seventh grade, I was uh, the class president. Yeah. And then we moved across town uh, to Bowling Green Avenue or, or street we off, lived of off Bowling Green. Valley Vista. Valley right Vista there. Drive. And so, mm -hmm. I, you know, I was class president and, and moved and was a nothing at Calvert yeah. Junior High School. Yeah. That's where I went. And you went to West End, I guess. Yeah. That, that was a, that was a um, higher society part of town. Do you know why we moved? Um, I, no, I don't. I know why we moved. In the middle of my senior year of high school, where I had become a, a, pre, a vice president of an organization and had friends and, and liked it there, we moved in the middle of my senior year because my dad, our daddy's boss, his wife wanted mother to live in her neighborhood so they could play tennis together. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we moved across town to pander to management <laughs> um, and uh, they did indeed play tennis because in January, late January, um, I was a library assistant and I hear these people, everybody's going over to the windows and looking down from the third floor of West High School onto the tennis courts and going, there are two women out there sweeping the snow off the tennis court. And I went, oh my gosh, one of them has got to be my mother. And sure enough, it was our mother and the boss's wow. wife. Because women didn't have cars back then, you know. Wow. So, yeah. So that was, that was interesting. And so you graduated from West End, and then we did move on to Murfreesboro, where I, I went to school at, at Central High School. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had applied to Peabody College. I could walk to the bus and catch the bus downtown to school. I knew friends that were going. Uh, I had had a student teacher that I really liked. From there, I had visited in the dorms, and um, I was just really excited to go to Peabody College for teachers. And then right after graduation, we moved to Murfreesboro, and I was neither fish nor fowl because I wasn't a city kid but I wasn't a dorm kid either, so I was really lost. Right. And Daddy would drop me off right about 6 o'clock because he had to drive to Nashville for about the first three months. And so he dropped me off, and then sometimes he would remember to get me in the evenings, and sometimes he would forget and go home. Wow. 
and I would be, should I go in and call to see? Should I just keep, because he would not be happy if I was not standing out there when he drove up. Yeah. So that was not happy. Well, at Central High School, I was not particularly happy at first. I did uh, eventually uh, make quite a few friends. Uh, my, my mom and dad never uh, really took close supervision uh, of academic type things. And so when I went to the high school, I was put in the regular uh, classes. And then there were a set of advanced classes where all the brighter mm -hmm. kids went. And eventually I became one of the brighter uh, math students, but I was not in the, the collegiate track. Mm -hmm. And so when I maxed out on the ACT test uh, in math, not all the subjects, but I maxed out the ACT test in math, I, I did not get a scholarship. The guidance counselors didn't pay any attention to me. My parents didn't know to apply for scholarships, and so I went on to college. Uh, probably nowadays would get a pretty significant scholarship, mm -hmm. uh, but nothing. Uh, so, uh, I, I like you. I think I have some bittersweet memories of yeah, bittersweet's a good word. Moving many times, mm -hmm. making a few friends along the way, but not lifelong friends yeah. like. Uh, some people get a chance to do yeah yeah I think I think that was really true I think the only one of us that it didn't bother was Dorothy because she was so young during that right. four or so years and then when we got to Murfreesboro she was she became a town girl she was yeah. in the sorority went to she Mitchell did all Nielsen. those things and, yeah. and, and I'm happy for her when we went to Waycross it was so bad for Howard he would walk around Going, um, he told people he was a Buddhist monk. <laughs> and, you know, we've all had great imaginations. And, uh, I mean, he really did. He wouldn't speak to me at school. Yeah. He wouldn't speak to me at school. But he would play tennis with me. And he was the city junior champion tennis player. Yeah. And um, so that, that was good. But, oh, my goodness, what a mixed-up childhood we had. No wonder we're kind of mixed-up grown-ups, too. We did. Anything else you'd like to put into that uh, history of where we've lived? Uh, how, I was talking to Howard about this, and he remembers having lived in a hotel in Chattanooga. Well, he would have been old enough when I was born, yes. We lived in Chattanooga about six months or more. Um, but I was born in Chattanooga, and Daddy worked at a hotel downtown. There's a photograph of Daddy at mm -hmm. the, um, like, office. Did you publish right. one I of did. those? Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the, um, I've seen at the that. front desk. Yeah, thing. I've seen that picture before. I'd give a nickel or a dime to remember what hotel it was, but I, you don't? I, don't, I don't remember. I'll have to ask Howard. Howard might remember that, yeah. Um, but I don't remember that, and I don't really have a clear memory of, of the house we lived in in Mobile that was further away. I know we lived in Birmingham. No, I didn't know that. But I don't remember Birmingham, and I think we lived in Tuscaloosa for a while, but I, I can't swear to that. Yeah. Now, uh, other memories associated with where we lived, uh, 
Did not Aileen and Leo live down the street from us on Euclid Avenue? Yes. Well, Leo didn't live there because he got stationed in um, Korea. And uh, Aileen had a baby, Chris, Christopher, with right. a baby. And so he got her a little um, garage, excuse me, apartment. You know, one of the little houses behind the house? Yeah. Been turned into an apartment. She was the first one we needed that had a television. Because he bought her this humongous television set with the tiny television screen. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And we would all sit in front of it and you know, watch Howdy Doody or whatever. But, yeah. Um, Chris had his first birthday there, and I can still taste the chocolate cake with the, if I had that recipe for that ice and I think I'd died and gone to heaven. It's the best chocolate cake I ever ate. And Aileen didn't even like to cook, but she made a really good chocolate cake. Wow. Now, and I do remember going down there and mm -hmm. having second breakfast down there. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. did that. Dorothy had third breakfast. Oh, she yeah. would go to Uncle John and Aunt Frances, and, and they'd say, well, Dorothy, have you had breakfast? No. And they'd feed her. And then, because uh, had, we had cold breakfast. We had right. cereal breakfast. They, they feed her a hot breakfast. When you said cereal, what? What I remember us having is bread, bread and milk. Bread so and milk. So tear up some bread, oh, yeah, pour good. some milk over it. Sounds yeah. kind of gross now, it, but it was really good. I liked it. I, I remember liking it, mm -hmm. but I would not even try it yeah. now. Yeah. And then she would leave there. and By that time, the older kids would have all gone to school, and she'd walk down to Dot Swope's house. Mm -hmm. And Sherilyn and Rick Swope would have gone. We'd have all gone on to school. And so she said, well, Dorothy, have you had breakfast yet? No. <laughs> or she'd ask, are you hungry? Well, yeah. And so it, it was a long time before Mama found out that child was eating three breakfasts every day. Wow. And one big as a minute. No, I remember her being skinny as a little mm, child. She was a little tiny. Now, I was chubby. I think you were normal. You, you were normal regular. size. Howard was kind of skinny. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. what I remember. He had that curly blonde hair. Now, I don't remember that, but I remember pictures of that when yeah. I was young. Did uh, we live close to any other relatives at any time during all this? Um, well, Bud eventually settled in Mobile, and they bought that big old ginormous house on Ann Street. Um, and then they, they lived in what became the den, or, or Bud's office, um, but they had their bedroom there, and they rented it four bedrooms upstairs to young adult single women yeah. because... You know, there weren't apartments and stuff for people much. So yeah. they had like a almost like a boarding house for yeah. them. Aunt Betty could make a German chocolate cake, and that then she couldn't boil water for anything else. Now, um, our grandparents on mother's side lived with us a little bit. In, in they lived Euclid with us Avenue, for a long right? time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Most of the growing up time, I remember there. They lived there. And then uh, our grandmother, Nan, uh, eventually, I guess, got tuberculosis and died? She had tuberculosis, and she spent time in a sanitarium, but that was much earlier than our day. Oh, really? Yeah. That was when her children were not, all of them weren't grown, I believe. Now, Margaret seems a good repository for family history, so she might know better than I, or Howard might remember stories, or Milan. Um, but I, I know she spent a year in a tubercular sanitarium back in the day when they just... Out just west somewhere? 
I don't know where it was. I would have thought it would have been closer, like, to Warm Springs in Georgia. Yeah, I always the thought they put ones, people out it, in the, you know, no. low humidity areas yeah. for that. I may have. I don't, I don't know the where. Um, but and she then, was in ill health for a long time. Yeah. She used to have a really long braid. Yeah, I remember Braid, that. braid. And she smoked, which was really unusual. And... Um, then she cut her hair off really short, I think, as she got sicker. And um, they lived in a little garage apartment that was just like a um, bed sitting room right. and a tiny piece of a kitchen and a little tiny bathroom. And then eventually uh, our grandfather, J.B. Mm -hmm. Gibbons, moved over with Bud's family, right? No, after grandmother died, and I can remember sitting under the big oak tree, and ha or I was in the oak tree. No, I was in the up in the oak tree. I spent a lot of time in trees when I was a kid. Me too. Um, <laughs> nobody bothered you when you were up there. Um, and he was under the tree, and he was crying. And I thought, what are you crying for? You didn't even like her. <laughs> they argued a lot. Yeah. I think they really. Truly, I mean, he says this, and I think uh, we called her Mimi. That Mimi really wanted, had designs on him being the first family priest, yeah. you know, yeah. which was, wasn't in the cards. Yeah. I don't know where they got that idea. But they argued a lot, or, or you know, bickered, or I, I can't really explain it, but I yeah. can remember thinking, you didn't even like her. Um, but then Uncle... Um, then um, Granddaddy moved to Aunt Harriet's. Really? Yeah, over in Long Beach in Mississippi. Uh -huh. Aunt Hattie was teaching for that women's junior college. I can't remember what the name of it was right now. And so he lived with them for years, but they... They wouldn't let him do anything for himself, and he kind of deteriorated a good bit. Yeah. Just indigence, uh, indolence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had had a big garden at our house and, you know, all this stuff. And, and so they, she just waited on him hand and foot. And uh, so then, Uncle, by that time, Uncle Bud had, had Doria, and I think Jack was a tiny baby. And so Granddaddy, they renovated the garage for him to have a garage. That house had like a three-car garage. And yeah. so they renovated that as an apartment. And he had a nurse for a while because he really? was really unwell. And then, um, but they would walk the baby. And that walking Jack really helped him get back some help for some time. Right. And then... Um, I think we were living in Nashville when he passed I think away. we were living in Nashville. So I remember going to the funeral. Well, I remember not being let go to the yeah. funeral, which I resented, even yeah. as a small person. Yeah, yeah. And I think they were wrong not to let you go. Right. Um, but I remember my only story of somebody I knew that had a supernatural experience that they believed to be true was when Granddaddy was in the hospital. He, I guess he had really high blood pressure, but he had a nosebleed that wouldn't quit. Yeah. And he was hemorrhaging. 
and uh, nearly died. And mother was in the bedroom and she said Michael came through the door, literally walked through the door. Of course, he passed away right after or during uncle, World War II. Our uncle her, Michael. Her brother. Her brother Michael. Michael. And, and she could remember being, what are you doing here? And he said, I've come for Daddy. And she said, well, please don't, don't, t don't take Daddy. We, we need Daddy here. And she said it was like he listened to somebody and he said, well, okay, he doesn't have to go, and turned around and walked back through the door. Yeah. And a short time later, they got a call that Granddaddy's nose had stopped bleeding, hmm. and Mother swears that that was, you know, that Michael came for him, and she asked, don't take him, and they said okay. Yeah. And they didn't, so not, I don't know the story, but... I'm wondering if Granddaddy went to live with Aunt Hattie when we moved. Because he wasn't living at Uncle Bud's house when Howard lived there to go to school, I don't think. Well, my vague memories are going swimming there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember Granddaddy living in that garage but that could have been us visiting back from you know when we lived in LaGrange yeah, or whatever I, I, don't. I don't know I don't I don't I'm not sure on all that I do remember Uncle Bud throwing Doria in the pool and saying well she'll swim she'll learn to swim she'll sink or swim and mother jumped in and probably saved her life because she was about to drown <laughs> But then we would we would be jumping off the board and we'd yell shark shark and Uncle Bud would just splatter, you know. Yeah. He was terrified of sharks. I'm sure he was just playing with us. Yeah. But it became a family thing. Shark shark. Yeah. That you still play it today. You could not complete your dive. Whatever your dive was, you couldn't complete it if somebody yelled shark shark. Yeah. It's funny how families have different little things like that. Yeah.